Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Now, Jordan, you say boy detective. I know you as the man whose feet can't be beat. You know, I think you're. I think you're. You're being a little. You're being a little cute, but um, I'm being Jesse, a lot I cute. You're Thank be, you. Okay, you're you're being very cute. Mm-hmm. You're being a cute little stinker, but um, you're kind of onto something. I I have I have gotten professional. I've gotten professional kudos about my tootsies recently. Wow. Okay. So first of all, here on Jordan Jesse Go, everyone knows we're all about feet on Maine. Exactly. (laughs) If we're about anything, if we're about anything ever, it's feed on main. When we say feed on main, this is our main feed. Yeah, (laughs) and we're we can't show feet because it's just audio, but we can talk feet. Yeah, you can close your close your eyes and and uh, boot them up there in your filthy little imagination. When last we checked in on your tootsies, Jordan. Yeah, uh, they were suffering from immense pain, as I recall. You had found yourself having. To look up what a foot doctor is called. Yes. <laughs> then, then of course. And when I discovered the answer was podiatrist, I looked one of those up. Yeah. I found a podiatrist. Um, I was having foot pain. Uh, I thought the culprit was the fact that I had been running errands and flip flops. Yeah. Um, but Not that, that you wore flip flops every day for the first 30 years of your life right as a a native of orange county they were issued to you at birth we we wear them to to church (laughs) we wear them we wear them to the hacky sack match you turn 30 they hand you some checkerboard vans and you go from there off you go um you you put away childish things at 60 Um, you get those cole han boat shoes that have nike air technology (laughs) Um, yeah, so, 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 you know, I was, I was flipping and flopping around town. I thought it, it, I thought it was the cause of my foot pain. So I went to a podiatrist, very nice man here in Pasadena. Um, and so right first there in step, Pasadena. right there in Pasadena, love a 626 podiatrist. Oh, you know it. Uh, I hit up pie and burger after that's a day. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Podiatry and pie yeah. and burger. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's a Pasadena Tuesday, baby. Um, Burger, indeed. So, so, uh, so I went to this podiatrist. First step: take an X-ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put my put my feet on the little X-ray pad. Uh, he kind of goes out of the room to you know fire off the machine, and he's got um, he's got a he's got a nurse there with him. Um, he takes the X-ray, turns to the nurse, and says, "And I don't think this was for my benefit." He's out of the room. I think I'm just overhearing. He goes, mm, beautiful arches. <laughs> wow. Beautiful arches, he says. This says. man went to foot mm. school for right. what, 12 this guy, years, this guy, 15 this, years? This guy looks at arches all day. And I, my my beautiful arches caused him to, to grunt sexually. Think about the number of frog arches that he had to dissect to earn his doctor in feet. I mean, those are some of the most beautiful arches in the animal kingdom. Think about the leaps. Yeah, I mean, you've seen those Looney Tunes cartoons with that frog high kicking. <laughs> yeah, this guy, this guy's got arches. Like you don't you do that with believe. Yeah, you don't do that with low arches. They probably gave him that hat in an arch contest. 
By the way, Michigan Michigan J Frog show feet on Maine. <laughs> Michigan J Frog show feet on Maine. Hello, my baby. <laughs> uh, What's going on? <laughs> that's the song that he sings. Hello, my baby. Yeah, it is. Hello, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so. By the way, I've got beautiful arches. Um, he tells me that the uh, the cause of my pain uh, has nothing to do with the muscles or bones, but it was it's rather... It's emotional. It's emotional, yeah. <laughs> my feet haven't processed trauma they've, they received yeah. as a child. Yeah. My feet recovered some memories about a really nasty time at summer camp. Um, no, we... Uh, he says it wasn't... It was not, uh, uh, not bones or muscles, but rather the skin. The skin had been... Uh, damaged, I think, from the pool. I would say, like, oh, I swim. So like, oh, you know, it's, it's chlorine. It's it's being wet. And uh, I think you've... So he gave me uh, gave me a series of creams. Oh. Uh, prescribed a series of creams. Like a flight of creams. A fl- yeah, exactly. <laughs> one's uh, kind of a stout cream, and the uh-huh. other one's, you know, like a lager, like an easy drinking cream. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah. So I have a flight of creams that I rub on myself twice a day. Um, But you... You you alluded to you alluded to checkerboard vans. You alluded to vans. My um, you know the 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 one brand to which I have loyalty. Um, he's like, you wear vans. I was like, oh yeah, because you know he sees the vans. And he's like, all right, uh, yeah, you know, and and to avoid this happening in the future, you might want to wear socks. Wow, it's fucking over for me. <laughs> Pack it up, Ace. Yeah, I was I was feeling good. I was flying high. I was thinking about. You know, the fact that I have medically beautiful arches. Yeah. I was fantasizing about my future, uh, the future riches I would earn on OnlyFans. Yeah, not to mention stepping the- on, Stepping on eggs. Think about the royalties from the the x-rays of your feet in future medical textbooks. Yeah, right. <laughs> With Perfect just a header arches. that says beautiful. <laughs> yes. Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Uh, but now I don't get to do my favorite thing in the world anymore, which is wear vans without socks. Oh, jeez. I thought it's he was really... going to give you super feet or something. Not that he was going to give your feet superpowers, but that he was going to give you or- orthotic insoles. Yeah, I was I was, I was, was kind of worried about insoles, too, um, that I would just have, I've like, like, I have this expensive insole habit now, but- um, Nothing to be, nothing to be worried about, Jordan. No greater pleasure than a premium insole. Oh, yeah? You're an insole guy? Jordan- I thought you were an incel. <laughs> well, I have a little of each. <laughs> Honestly, I've the seen, state I've of my insoles is- I've seen the subreddit you post on. The state of my insoles has led to some involuntary celibacy. Gotcha. But uh, no, when I had managed care- now I have a, a PBO insurance, but when I had managed care, I would go down to the pharmacy and they would have this sort of semi-subsidized pharmacy. Okay. You know what I mean? Where it's like everything is, it, there's only so many things, but while you're waiting in line for your medication, you can buy them for 20% less than they'd cost you at the CVS or something. Oh, interesting. Okay. And they had this big display of premium insoles. And I got in the habit of every once in a while- I just buy myself a pair of those $30 insoles. Nah, you're worth it, baby. Put them in one of my pairs of shoes. A $30 pair of insoles transforms any shoe into a dream. It is an inc- an incredible process. In, in the parlance of your incel brethren, I bet you feel like a real Chad. Exactly. Uh, should we introduce our guest on the program? Oh, I would because love to. Yes. He's been through the medical ringer 
and has he's only shared some of the details with us thus far but i'm excited to hear more because this is an all medical episode of jordan jesse go apparently <laughs> let's hear about his pain is it is it bone and muscle related or is it skin damage i don't know we all want to know our guest on the program a legitimate legend in the world of comedy uh, you know him, of course, from the Kids in the Hall, which somehow returned to television still super funny, which was something that blew me away. Not because I expected otherwise. I was just so gratified mm. that my favorite dudes brought the heat 25 years later or whenever the last television stuff they made was. He's also headed out on the road in the new year. Uh, with a new one-man show of his character buddy Cole, Scott Thompson. Hi, Scott. Hi there. How you doing? What a joy to be here with you on this day when you've had dental surgery and your back has gone out. <laughs> yes, and, and you've been talking about one of my favorite topics, which is feet. So, yeah, uh, yeah uh, I'm so glad that it's um, it, it's it turned out well for you. Thank because you. Because I, I, for sure, I was certain it was going to end up with insoles, too. I can't believe that you didn't get that. Yeah, it's just creams. And other than the having to wear socks thing, I'm pretty happy with it. Um, what are the what are the creams for? I don't understand. Was, oh, did you have do like you, a, the creams yeah. are next to me. Do y'all want to see the creams? I do. Like, do you have like <laughs> an athlete's foot situation? Is that what this is? Uh, I'm not exactly sure. So this one is for the whole uh, foot. This is. Uh -huh. Oh, Econazole. Econ yes. And I use this premium is old, but go ahead. <laughs> We're in a different tax bracket, Jesse. <laughs> so is it a fungus situation? And this is an ointment. I think there is a fungal element to it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. What you, I seem would... to, you skirted around the fungal aspect of it. Yeah. I'm covered in a fungus, okay? <laughs> <laughs> there, are you all Yes, I'm covered in a fungus. Scott, I'm a, are you I'm saying that there is a fungus? No, 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 but you, no, you did. But you wanted to make it seem like it was an injury, but we all know it was a fungus. It's a, No, you're right. I, yeah. And a, I'll and you say this, you, Jordan. You danced around it. Hmm? <laughs> yes. I saw I, your cream. Yeah. I saw your ointment. Yeah. I'd love to see a liniment. Oh, sorry. A, can't help you. Can't help. Is you. there an unguent? An unguent? No. Yeah. Let's um, see an unguent. I got a nail clipper. Um, <laughs> some Christmas stamps. <laughs> holding up things that are on the desk. <laughs> so you do have some things on your desk. That's good. Yeah. That's a start with new things on the desk. Can I ask about about the the flip flop situation? Yeah, please. Um, please. Do you drive in flip flops? Uh, yeah. So I don't. Uh, I I don't. You know, I don't typically like go about my day in flip flops. I go to a pool uh -huh. a couple times a week, and I right. wear flip flops to the pool. Right. Uh, and then I think what had been happening is I had been like kind of casually running some errands on the way home. Mm -hmm. uh, but yes, I do. I do drive in them when I go to. Yeah, the pool. I mean it's. It's been years since I've seen, like, there was a time when I would see you in rainbow sandals all the time, but that was 20 years ago now. It's been vans or nothing on your feet at any occasion we've spent together other than possibly my wedding mm -hmm. uh, in those intervening 20 years. Do you wear the kind, aren't there, so there's two kinds of vans, right? Aren't there the kinds of vans that are made the same way they were in 1970 and then the kind that have that are like extra cozy with modern technology inside. You're talking about talking about comfy kush. Yeah, <laughs> talking yeah. about comfy. Kush. That's a that's a new innovation with vans. Yeah, there are the like yeah, just something something a dude in the 70s would use to skate an empty pool, and and now there is. I think they understood that their audience, uh, a large part of it is um, 
uh, you know, 40-year-old guys who know who the descendants are. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I think they, they realized they needed a, a, a cushier insole. Can I share a medical issue that I had? Uh, sure, please. Yeah. Just since this is... I happened to be the other day on the uh, the website Reddit. Yep. You know this website? Yeah. Popular we, website for... <laughs> yeah. You know, you and the other incels. Yeah, me and my incel friends. I was in the cooking subreddit, and I had I just I went down this little path that just fucking left me reeling. It started with a thread that was called in cooking, not in food or in cooking. It said, uh, "I don't really see the appeal of mac and cheese." Okay, mm. that's just a hot take for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. It says. Every one I ever had, even properly homemade ones, always are too overcooked, and I can barely taste the cheese. It feels like a waste to me. And then, underneath that, edit, I didn't make this post for people to be rude. <laughs> like, I don't know. What did you make it for? Yeah, you don't you don't you don't open up a can of worms like that, and then and then suddenly go, oh, I had no idea I was wearing a revealing top. Why is everybody looking? <laughs> it just you know, it, it just it seems very disingenuous. Right. And I actually, I think it might not be real. I think it's a bot. No human being might be a that. bot. Yeah, might be yeah. a bot. Might be a yeah. a, a Russian oh. agitator. A, a Russian or a Chinese bot that wasn't good enough for TikTok. And so, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It was like yeah. so they this... send you guys to Reddit. <laughs> this person the incel the, the incel who's married which i'm confused how can you be an incel who's married well <laughs> i don't okay, know if you, you've met any okay, married you, you, you can be in a, you can be okay. in, in a sexless marriage but you can't be an incel <laughs> and married can you i don't I'm know just, i'm, I'm just doing kind what of, i can Okay. Jesse's an incel politically. <laughs> I'm, political. I'm a cultural incel. Cultural incel. Yeah, I right. do a lot of fucking, but I'm yeah. culturally speaking. Um. So okay. Yeah. So this person was answering. Oh yeah. The questions. But like someone said, someone replied, thought this was r slash unpopular opinion. And then the the guy said, LOL, isn't that just for not really unpopular opinions? So it's not fucking hard enough for him. He has to go right. into cooking, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I think this is the high level shit poster. Yeah, I think so. Well, he's well, like one person said a bunch of stuff and he just said, I expect people to disagree, just not to be rude about it. <laughs> so no one has been rude people are just awed at the idea that there it's, is macaroni and cheese where you can't taste the cheese it's like going into r slash mcu and saying i just don't think that chris evans is a real charmer and then someone <laughs> someone i noticed someone right in there uh, a great cheese in mac and cheese is smoked gouda and I'm looking at this post. I'm like, not only is this true, I bet smoked Gouda is a great cheese in mac and cheese. I don't think I've had a smoked Gouda mac and cheese, but smoked Gouda is a great cheese. Scott, what are your top side dishes? Wait, hold on. We're going to get to Scott's (laughs) side dishes in a second because I need to say that. Oh, sure, sure. Okay. I'm looking at at this thing about smoked Gouda. Right. I'm thinking this, that does sound like a great cheese. 
And then the person's username on Reddit is Dr. Buttfucker. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, well, I mean, the doctor, it's not in cooking, but who am I to say that's... (laughs) Does that I make went to you school longer than me? That, <laughs> Mr. Just, Buttfucker was my dad. So <laughs> does that make you uh, mistrust him more? I'm just curious because you can't see the intersection of buttfucking and, and Gouda. No, I think because <laughs> I can. I, I can see the intersection immediately. <laughs> to me, Scott, I think the thing that makes Doctor Buttfucker trustworthy here is the doctor part. Is that he's been able to see something like that through? You yeah. know, like there must have been a lot of resistance on his master's thesis committee, for example. Mm-hmm. I mean, when it comes to buttfucking, I'm only a nurse. So, okay. you know, so. Well, nurse practitioner. Yeah. yeah. I'm a nurse practitioner. And nurse, nurse practitioner. Oh. Congratulations on that. I'm the head nurse on the buttfucking ward. <laughs> yeah. But as soon as the doctor comes in to do his rounds, we all just, you know, bow down to the doctor. Because he, you know, because even though some of us might do it better, we we all know he's the doctor. And he's yeah. But I'd like to see him find a vein. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know, because I, I I've been a, I've had a lot of medical issues recently, so I've been seeing a lot of the whole doctor nurse kind of war that's been play, plays plays out in hospitals, and I'm fascinated by it. But you're right. I mean, I'd like to see a doctor find an, uh, a vein or even a kind word. I, I'd yeah, love right. to thank see you. Them. Yes, <laughs> you know who I bet has a kind word, if I may Marcus, say, Marcus Welby. Uh, sure Marcus Welby yeah yeah Yeah. I was gonna say Dr. Buttfucker but but Marcus Welby too we can go either direction with this Scott I reached way back for that one what are your top five side dishes I I misdirected Um, us from that fruitful topic uh, mashed potatoes yeah sure Um, stuffing yeah. Um, How are you dressing for, your mashed mashed potatoes, Scott? Nothing. Just you know, a bit of milk, a bit of butter, of salt, pepper. Just that. Not just straight mashed potato. You don't need gravy. You don't no need. A, oh, yeah. I have to get gravy, of course. But I mean, when I present the mashed potatoes, I don't present them already gravy. Gravy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You let um, your guests gravy as they see fit. Yes, I do. I don't. I don't. I don't presume to know how much gravy they would put on no, their no, mashed potatoes. Be... You know, that would be like what am I a wizard? So right. uh, I mean, I mean, I'm not, a wizard I, knows I, how much gravy is in a man's heart. I, I'm not. A, I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not Doctor Magical Host. You know. So I, I I have to assume. Look, I assume people um like to float the entire plate in gravy, but uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. I just I let them do it themselves. So is gravy a side dish? No. 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 I answer myself. Um. Okay. Uh, any this is anything like yeah, green yeah, beans is not yeah. Well, I, green, green beans green. is a great example. Although yeah, certainly awesome. you, there's some green things beans. you could add to that to make it a main. If you added enough bacon or made it into a gratin. No, I, just like, I, I just no no no. I just like green beans. Okay, green good. Brussels sprouts are having a moment. They, yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And you know why? Veggie. Tremendous. Yeah. There, it's the bacon, though, isn't it? The bacon that people have been adding to it over it's the years. The, it's the roasting. I think it's, it's the, the, yeah, roasting. It's the roasting. Yeah, it's the roasting. It's uh, yeah, the ro- I think our I think our parents' generation just like boiled so many vegetables that that's true. They ruined they ruined parsnips. I mean, to this day, yeah. I, still, I, I look at parsnips and I know that I probably could do something good with them, but I don't. When it comes right down to it, I don't reach across the aisle. 
Scott, uh, we're your parents. We're your, first of all, we're, Thank you. we're nothing if not bipartisan when it comes to Very parsnips. Good. good. I, I'm glad. I <laughs> Always might, glad. I I'm glad you got, you got the, the political reference because that's the only one I'm going to make. I, um, did your parents boil parsnips? Oh, no, they wouldn't even have made parsnips. That would have been okay. far too, far too strange. For only rutabagas. <laughs> yeah, not even that. Rutabaga. No, 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 no. That Rutabaga is something that's mentioned in a Warner Brothers cartoon. I mean, I don't even know what that means, but it's not something real. <laughs> it's a place where uh, Bugs Bunny makes a wrong turn. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> he runs into a rutabaga bush. Is it a bush? I don't know. I, I, <laughs> Great I <don't> question. Know. <laughs> I love a root Brussels vegetable. Brussels sprouts a root vegetable? I think I said they were a root vegetable earlier. Maybe no, they're not. They're they're not on they, they grow on a little right? stick. Yeah, they grow on a yeah, they're like stick. Yeah, tr- they're a tree, right? They're kind of a tree. Yeah, it's sort of a tree. They're little trees. Yeah. Little they're trees. Probably, technically, they're probably a tree. Little trees. That we can balsamic glaze. Broccolis are little oh. trees. Broccolis I love trees. a roasted root vegetable, and it's my what one of my favorite, if not my favorite, side dishes on Thanksgiving, uh, which Scott you would know is Canadian Thanksgiving. <laughs> yes, proper and, Thanksgiving. Yeah, the real Thanksgiving. Let's all be honest. <laughs> yeah, and, I, I, yeah. It, your your Thanksgiving is it's weird. It's just weird to have two major events so close together. I, it's very odd. That's fair. It was very fair. Yeah, Thanksgiving and Christmas so close. It's, but strange. Scott, it's a cold time of year. We need all the help we can get. I know, Although, I know. So I went to the grocery store to buy root vegetables for Thanksgiving this past year. Mm-hmm. And I picked some out and I put them in my cart and I brought them and they went onto the conveyor belt and the man put them onto the little, you know, scale in front of him and he's typing in numbers and he picks picks one up and he goes, what, what is this? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck. I don't shouldn't, know. Shouldn't the guy at the store know what everything at the store is? I'm like. Maybe not. It, he's like, uh, uh, parsnip, rutabaga. I'm like, uh, maybe it's a parsnip. Maybe it's a Probably. rutabaga. Maybe it's a radish. I couldn't tell you. But what made you buy it then if you didn't know what you were buying? Well, you just pick some and then you cut them in chunks and you put some olive oil on right. them and was salt it a them up. And I, was it a parsnip? It sounds like it was a parsnip. Scott, I don't know. To this very day, he what found color? a code. He showed it to a woman behind mm-hmm. him. She says, 6942. He types well, it, it in. It was 6942. It was yeah. a 6942 this whole time. 6942. Yeah. Great with a little sea salt. Mm-hmm. Um, what color? Was it beige? I'm just curious. I, I'm not going to let this go. It was brownish, uh, I think. Eh, parsnip. Probably a parsnip. <laughs> it was just a loaf of bread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> it was brownish. Uh, it said Hershey on the outside. Uh, on the topic of the holidays, uh, yeah. Yeah. Scott, uh, someone told me that in 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 your native Canada, you do uh, or have done like Christmas pantos. Yeah, I've done a panto. Yeah. Uh, what's that experience like? That's I I I was part of a panto in college, so I have oh a, you were a uh, yeah I have, a, I have a soft spot for him. Did you go to pan? Did you go to college in England or no? You- I went to school. At, uh, Jesse and I both went to UC Santa Cruz, and uh-huh. I'm and I'm guessing they did it because um they they thought it was fancy there. Or, I think. Oh, okay, uh, or an overall culture of shamelessness. 
Sure. <laughs> did you have did, did you did you have a dame in it? Did you have a guy in drag? Uh, you, we uh, did have a dame. Yeah. 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 That's the tradition. Yeah, that's what it was. I don't. I'm. I don't think they're. I don't even know if they do that anymore. It might be. Imp, imp, I don't know. Do they have that anymore? I, I you, were the, you were the. You were the dame in yours. I was the dame. Yeah, I was the dame. And basically, the dame is basically you, a, a panto. A pantomime. A panto is basically you take at Christmas time. You take a very very old you know, or classic fairy tale, like Snow White or, you know, whatever, uh, Beauty and the Beast. And then you you basically rewrite the story and you cram it full of a million um, references about right. what happened that year. You satirize the year and um, basically, and then there, you take one of the main characters and you, and you always um, gender fuck it. It's always, if it's a male, you make it into mm -hmm. a woman or basically that's it. And that's it. And then, and then there's always a segment where children come up and mm -hmm. the dame makes jokes to the children, but most of it goes over their heads. So you make you make kind of like adult the whole the, the dance is basically how do you make it keep it adult, but make the kids th think that it's for them. It's yeah. a very interesting it's a very interesting performance dance to do. I really enjoyed it actually. You, you get into a lot of trouble though because you're like, oh, I really shouldn't be saying this. This is inappropriate. But you're, the dame is in charge because there's a segment in the show always where the children, the dame brings children from the audience on stage. And it's kind of like chaos. It's <laughs> like almost like this, the, the, the dame's in charge. And no matter what happens, the dame is supposed to kind of tilt the show or, you know, topple it. It's right. very interesting. It's a very British tradition. Um, but yeah, it's done here. Did you like go to a special bar where a bunch of like grizzly, grizzly old <laughs> Shakespearean actors, no. uh, like in in uh, in like little summer dresses, were were like drinking pints and uh, sharing wish. wisdom about I, the I, form I of Panto? Have. No, no, I just I just seen a million drag queens over the over my lifetime. So that yeah, that was sounds it. fun, I, Jesse. Where's that bar? <laughs> I know it does sound <laughs> like a good bar. <laughs> that bar does sound like fun, but yeah, I have I have I have been a Panto a Panto dame. Do you remember what the like topical jokes were when you were doing it? Like what the like? Oh, it was about thirteen years ago. I don't remember, but it would have been whatever was hot thirteen years ago. You make jokes about them, and uh, ours was Beauty and the Beast. Oh, okay, nice. And I was the mother of Belle. Her no, her aunt. I was her slutty aunt. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Those aunts. So you know those aunts. Yeah. The part part made famous by Dame Judy Dench. Okay. Yeah, and you're not really a character from the story. Like there is no aunt in Beauty and the Beast, but they <laughs> they just they shove it in. But right. I only did it one year, and then they returned the next year to the regular uh, dame. Wait, is they, there what, so you were a were you a fill in? I was a special dame. There was this guy that had done it for years, and then I don't know what happened that year, and, and um, they asked me if I would do it. So I right. said, yeah. Isn't yeah. it usually like a local weatherman or... That's part of it. That's It used to be that. David Duchovny or something? <laughs> well, they, so they, they do do that. They take a celebrity and they put them into the show. Yes, that's generally part of it. But the celebrity doesn't have to be the dame. The celebrity is given a character. And, and you're right. They don't, they're usually not an actor. It's the like one, a, rep a reporter or something like that. Yeah. The one that I went to here in the Southern California area. Hey, hey get down here. The celebrity cat was no cat please on, cat on cam. Yeah. Cat on cat cam. cam. Cat cam. Cat cam. Uh, the who, one that I went the, to. Who's the cat, Scott? 
That was Rusty. I have two ah, of them. Two. Rusty. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, the one that I went to starred Kermit the Frog. Hey, okay. that's a good get. It yeah. was a good get. I As think the they probably aunt. should they probably should have brought in some of the Kermit the Frog related professionals in addition oh. to licensing the character and and uh, puppet. Mm. Uh, oh. Was was it was it um who was his name? Did he die? Was it post death? Yeah, it was uh, you know, it was post death. Um, it was definitely post death. Post death. Uh, I think in my in my panto when I was doing it um, in college, I think the uh, sweaty topical reference was uh, I think someone said mission accomplished and it got a big oh. like, ooh <laughs> <Okay>. from the audience. <laughs> remember that? Yeah. 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 Remember remember when those were our problems? <laughs> yeah. Cute, yeah. huh? <laughs> yeah, those are the days. Uh, I know these. So these are Christmas plays. Scott, are you a Christmas guy? Do you do you yeah, enjoy like the season? I do, yeah, very much so. Do you? Uh, yeah, no, I'm. Uh, yeah, we. Um, you know, I I've never had a white Christmas. Uh, been mm-hmm. a been a never. Californian all my life. But you've seen snow before. I have seen snow. Yes, okay. <laughs> didn't care for it. <laughs> no, no, I understand. Ran that. back in the have house. Have you ever seen snow perform like at the no, I never saw snow. No, I, I, I never informer? saw snow perform. I know it's one of my great regrets. Right. I've never seen snow perform. I was. I at, thought I was seeing snow, but it was it was an imposter. I attended a National Basketball Association on, game on. here in Los Angeles <laughs> between the Los Angeles Clippers and the Golden State Warriors, uh-huh. and they played a full verse of Informer by Snow. Oh, really? Oh, okay. It's a good song. You know what I did just there? I his song was Informer. I was thinking his song was Imposter, but that was the In Living Color parody that I was remembering. Oh, okay. Ah. Yeah, because he was a fake Jamaican guy. He was actually a a white dude from Canada. (laughs) Yeah, I think that one of the Imposter, just a middle class white kid from Toronto. Anyway, yeah, that's all right. His name yeah. is Snow. That's why his name is Snow. Sure. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't an imposter. He was. He told people exactly who he was. Yeah, I believe. I believe there was a. I believe really? there was a reggaeton version of Informer that was like a monster hit. Yeah. Three, but four years ago, something like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, and that must have been why. But I was. It was truly a shocking jock jam to hear. Uh, Scott, is, are there ca- Canadian Christmas things that we don't do? Over here, do we? Are, are well, the we doing one of them. Oh yeah, uh, sure, sure. Um, do you have Christmas markets? Do you have uh, Christmas market? They're like outdoor markets that only spring up around the holidays. That sounds nice. Yeah, and the, sounds like a good Christmas place to get market. a parsnip. Exactly. Um, you don't have those Christmas markets. It's a very so. European thing. Yeah. Um, what else do we do? Um, oh, we always slaughter the firstborn child um, oh. on, on Christmas Eve, <laughs> and we and we hang it out the window, and and it hangs there until someone in the neighborhood grabs the child's body. <laughs> Can I ask you a question, Scott? Yeah, it's not. You're right. Is that real? No, it's not this is real. something I mean, that I. This I is something I've always wondered about that process. Yeah. Where do you let the blood? So do you mm. oh, into yeah, a basin? Yeah. You always have to right. put a basin down first. So Unless, that's where the expression "Christmas basin" comes right. from. That's for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, that is where Christmas basin comes from. And I had always wondered. Quite yes. often on Christmas in, Eve, you go yeah. over to a, you, a person that has been chosen in the neighborhood to sacrifice their child. It's only one family. It's not like everybody has to do it. Right. Everybody in the neighborhood comes over with a different basin. Okay. And, uh, whoever basin they choose, um, they're. Yeah. The, it, this they, is so funny. They get, they get the child's blood 
for adrenochrome. Right. In, right. It's so that, funny. In Spain, it's actually a copper pot. Copper uh-huh. pot. Yeah. And instead of the firstborn, it's the sluttiest ant. Oh, oh is, 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 it, is, is, it, is, is that blood powerful too? For the, for yeah. the village, for the village elites, it'll, 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 it'll cure what ails you. You won't need, you won't need any ointments, any creams. You will be no. fungus free when you drink the blood of the sluttiest ant. Every year I'm in Madrid drinking ant blood. That, that, they, they, they should have drank my blood when I was the Panto Dame because I was a slutty ant. Oh yeah. I who, knew, uh, who, I, who I had no idea. I was, I was cultivating such powerful blood. Uh, guys, I'm a little bit parched. You want to take a drink? I drink? am too. I'm ta- so parched. You want to like, take a break? I, like, drink. I feel diabetic, thirsty. <laughs> yeah. Let's Is let's a have thing? a let's have a glass of slutty ant blood. Take a <laughs> yeah, break, yeah. and we'll come back for a little bit more. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. <laughs> It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective here with a little break segment where we want to say thanks to all the good folks who have gone to MaximumFun.org slash join and supported this show and all the other great shows on MaximumFun.org. That's right. We are a listener-supported network. So if you, the listener, want to support this network, go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Uh, you get a good feeling from knowing you keep this show going and you get a bunch of cool bonus content. MaximumFun.org slash join. We also want to say thanks this week to the good people at AG1. That's right. I first gave AG1 a try because if you know me, you know I'm all about that gut. That's right. Gut health. Since drinking AG1 regularly, I have felt amazing. Uh, My gut is super healthy. I've got a daily boost of energy. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics and more, but it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. It's really tasty. AG1. Every batch of AG1 goes through a rigorous testing process, so you know it's safe. And AG1 ingredients are sourced for absorption, potency, and nutrient density. All it takes is one scoop a day to help lay the groundwork for long-term health. Trust AG1 to provide the support your body needs daily. Here is your chance to start every day this season with a free gift to yourself. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash jjgo. That's drinkag1.com slash jjgo. Check it out. We also want to say thanks this week to the good folks at Zip Recruiter. Zip Recruiter have been supporting this show for a long time. We love them. We think you will too. According to Forbes, January is the hottest month for hiring and business owners and hiring managers are on the hunt for top talent, which is no easy task. If you're currently hiring, you could probably relate. That's why you need Zip Recruiter. That's right. The good folks at Zip Recruiter have matching technology that shows you qualified candidates and you can invite them to apply. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. 
Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. Before we get back to the show, I want to take a quick second to shout out a local indie bookstore where a good listener has pre-ordered Youth Group. Uh, That's right, Youth Group is the upcoming graphic novel from me and Bowen McGurdy. It is a YA horror comedy about goofy teenage exorcists, and pre-orders are up as we speak. Uh, you can do it anywhere. You could do it at Amazon. You could do it at Barnes & Noble, but we would love it if you would pre-order at your local indie bookstore and uh, tell us where you did it uh, so we can give them a little shout-out on the show. We love uh, throwing a little support to these great indie bookstores. This one is the Bookhouse of Stuyvesant Plaza over there in Albany, New York. They're online at bhny.com. Uh, our super producer, Matt Lieb, has been throwing all these links in the show description. So if you want to check out any of these bookstores and pre-order youth group from them, uh, just head to the show description and click on the link. And a lot of these places ship, too. So if you don't have a local indie bookstore that you love but want to support one, uh, maybe check out one of these that we've been mentioning in the show. This is, again, the Bookhouse of Stuyvesant Plaza in Albany, New York. I think upstate New York uh, has been really killing it with the pre-orders lately. I feel like a lot of our pre-orders are coming from upstate New York. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe we do a whirlwind book tour of uh, Albany and yeah, Utica. Um, I only know upstate New York areas from the uh, steamed hams bit on The Simpsons, I guess I should mention. Anyway, <laughs> bhny.com is the house of books of Stuyvesant Plaza. You can check them out online. And of course, hit me up on social media. Let me know where you're pre-ordering youth group. Okay, back to the show. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And I'm Scott Thompson, America's slutty aunt, aunt Canada, <laughs> who lives upstairs in the attic. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sort of a compound nickname. I love it. Yeah. I have a, quest- I have a Christmas <laughs> Mom's question. Mom's sister never got married. That's right. <laughs> Had a common-law a- husband for a while. <laughs> I have a Christmas question for you. Yeah. Too. Okay. I happened to be reading the newspaper, the New York Times, the other day. You guys know this? I call it the Great Lady. Sure, the paper of record, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I ran into an article called, Before You Buy a Christmas Tree, Can These Converts Sell You on a Fake? Mm -hmm. Um, And it it was a piece about a trend towards false Christmas trees. Right. Um, Your artificial trees. The example, you mean like, oh, yeah, like a plastic tree, you know, and yeah, and the example, you know, they they always tell a little story. The woman in the example, whose name is Charlene, is a social media content creator, and she has switched to artificial trees. God bless her. She decided to buy a nine-foot fur from Home Depot. So, fine. People make their own choices. But this is the story that she she told that really caught me off guard. There were elements of it. First of all, she spent $500 on this fake tree, which I don't know what fake trees cost, so I'm just going to accept 
that that's a reasonable amount of money to pay for a fake Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Feels like a lot to me, but I'm accepting it because what do I know? It pays for itself in 10 Christmases. So here's the next thing she said. The one that she bought was $300. The real one that she bought before she bought the fake one, the story is about her deciding to switch to a fake one. Because she's like, well, these things cost $300 and I just throw them out. Three hundred. Where did she buy the three hundred dollar Christmas tree? What? I know things are more expensive in New York. Three hundred (laughs) dollars. Yeah, I don't know. That's a great question. That was some sort of uh, you know premium gluten free Christmas tree. I I was really astonished by it, but the part that really caught me was. That she said between that cost and then the problem, which was uh, the tree left needles all over her apartment uh, when the removal service took it. <laughs> How much what? did that cost? What? Well, I mean, I mean, cost money, I don't, right? Uh, one would I mean, presume. Removal, isn't a removal service her son or something or like the neighbor? <laughs> like, or, yeah, like, or herself. Herself, yeah. If you can't carry the Christmas tree to the curb, what are you doing with a Christmas tree? You're busy creating social media content, Jesse. This person is a social media content creator. They're out there doing a dance and pointing to places in the air where later someone will put ADHD symptoms. Why did she decide <laughs> why did she decide that she would spend two hundred dollars more this year? That's, well, that's be- weird. she's gonna keep it. I mean, I, I oh, my yeah, expectation okay. yeah. is that Yeah. That she'll keep it. Still. I don't. Yeah. I'm. And then there's a whole other part. Storage fees. Yeah. So there's a there's a Christmas tree lot near me that is uh, (laughs) that advertise. So it's Christmas trees, right? You go to get your Christmas tree, but they have additional like activities they're advertising. And one of them is mini cows. Oh, what? So you can go you can buy a Christmas tree and then they have mini cows you can pet. Is the milk full sized? I mean, <laughs> tiny little milks. We like we little milks. Are they actual small cows or are they just calves? Like it's a, a great little... question. I yeah. don't. They look fuzzier than normal cows, mm. and the sign says, "Many cows want to meet you." <laughs> Wait do. a minute. Do you have to call a nine hundred number? <laughs> they are in my area. Yes, these are many cows in my area. <laughs> How horny would you say these cows are? Yeah. Oh, these are cows, not bulls, yeah. Jesse. So they're not okay. horny at all. They're uttery though. <laughs> It's the code pizza. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, very, be very careful of the mini cows. I'm here for a pizza, <laughs> a little cow. I think a, I think the miniature cows are real miniature cows. I think that's like a donk. A I think it is donkey. too. I think it's like a species. Or a mini horse. Right. Yeah. Do you I think there's a pony cow. cow? I don't know, but whatever it is, it wants to meet me. I guess there's a pony. a pony cow. It's a pony cow. That's what it is. It's a pony cow. Is a pony its own kind of animal, or is it a type of horse? Uh, hey, you're talking to the guy who thought a Brussels sprout was a root vegetable, it's a ty- and that snows <laughs> hit song was imposter. So you don't ask me anything. I don't know shit. I I, I don't know. I'm taking this very seriously. Thank you, uh, Scott. I, should. I, I think I think a pony is a type of horse. No, yeah. I think it is small too. horse. Yeah, because it's not it's not a foal. 
right? It's not no, a, that's it's not, a baby. It's not a, ba- it's not a baby horse. It's an actual full-grown small horse. A pony a. And it's not a miniature horse either. Okay, so I typed in is a pony a. And they're not <laughs> sterile like mules or anything. Is a they're pony not- a baby horse? Is a pony a miniature horse? Is a pony and a horse the same thing? Mm-hmm. Is a pony a mini horse? Is a pony a donkey? Do ponies is want a, to meet me? Is a pony a horse breed? And what's Which one of these is the right question? It's not, is a pony and a horse the same thing? Because I know a Clydesdale's not a pony. Well, I think that's what you're asking, Jesse. Yeah, it's a horse breed. I no, I'm type, what I want to ask is, is a pony a horse? We there's so many screaming horse girls listening to this right now. <laughs> okay. What's the answer? Did you get the answer? Yeah, I'm I'm checking out uh, animalfriendspetinsurance.com. Okay, I, here I have I have a pitch. Yeah. Um, we have a call to listen to. Someone gave us a call two zero six nine eight four four fun. While okay. we're chatting about the call, Matt Lieb is going to get to the bottom of is a pony a horse. Oh, I already know the answer to this. Oh, what is it? Let's put this to bed. Oh, I was just having fun watching you guys try to figure it out. <laughs> uh, a a, po- a pony uh, and a horse are the same species. Oh. And they come from the exact same family tree. Hmm. So it's There's, just a small horse, right? Yeah. Just... I, I could click more, but... No, no, that's enough. Where are you on? Ancestry.com? No yeah, it's Ancestry.com. I wanted to see... If I was part pony or part horse. A pony's a type of small horse. That's what <laughs> Wikipedia says. Yeah. It's a type A. Yeah, it's under a given height at the Withers. I don't need to tell you guys that. The Withers. <laughs> you guys know about a pony's Withers, right? I sure do. I know. Okay. Uh, when something momentous happens to you, Give us a call, 206-984-4FUN, or just send us a voice memo at jjgo at maximumfun.org. One person who's done that is this person. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and guest. I'm going to say Paula Poundstone. I don't know if she comes on your show, but guessing her. Uh, this is Kirsten from San Diego. Ones. And I just want to call in with a momentous occasion. I know we're not supposed to do bumper stickers anymore. I hope you are accepting license plates and license plates covers, though. Um, I did. I was driving behind a car. I initially noticed their bumper sticker, which said certified chimney mechanic, and was impressed that that's what we call chimney sweeps now. Looked over to their license plate and saw their license plate was I Heart Chims. And then the border the frame around their license plate just said sweeps for life so if you're looking for 2024 <laughs> slogans sweeps for life could be a good one anyways uh pussy still good talk to you guys later bye uh, pussy still good um chimps <laughs> instead of chimneys yeah. <laughs> gotta get up in those chimps wait can i t- i'm just gonna Ooh, give me at let me give me let me at those chimps is a pony a chim? <laughs> is a, no. a chim a sweep? <laughs> this is someone... I, I want to say this, Jordan. Yeah. This listener correctly identified that we're not doing bumper stickers anymore. Mm-hmm. And I want to be clear that we're not doing license plates or license plate frames either. Okay. <laughs> this person fucked up. <laughs> no. That said... 
this person made the right move calling this in. This was correct. Yeah, this is great. This is the best thing that I've heard about in my life since mm-hmm. Al Pacino ice cream. <laughs> it was a couple weeks ago, but <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the number one thing sure. in weeks. That's true. Think about how, Scott, just so you know, in the Baltimore area, there's an uh, ice cream truck that says Al Pacino ice cream with no uh, other distinctive qualities. There's no picture of Al Pacino right. or Al Pacino style ice cream foods, or it's right. just regular bomb pops and uh, ice cream sandwiches and whatever. Is it the uh, guy who owns it? His name is Al Pacino. Is that it? We do not know. We don't know. There is distressingly little information about it on the internet. However, and none, of, and none of you guys are actually in Baltimore, so you can't find out. No, there's no way to know. Yeah, no you one's in, about switching we, the show to Baltimore to get to the. We root thought of about it? calling Cal <laughs> Ripken Jr. <laughs> yeah, well, John Waters won't help us out. <laughs> no. It sounds like a really good, interest, like an interesting year. Just take the yeah. whole year and bring John Waters in, track yeah. it down, figure it out. Yeah. I called four different characters from The Wire, Jordan. <laughs> none, none of them were taking my call. Uh, but this chimney sweep, I would call it a sweep suite of car decorations, wouldn't yes. you, Jordan? Yeah, only only this. Yeah, this person is clearly dedicated to that sweep life. Uh-huh. They're living that the, the they're living that sweep life. Yep, and I heard, I heard chims, and they like chims. <laughs> I love it. Um, this is a great call. Um, I do have uh, a little bit of a bone to pick. Wait, can I ask a question, Jordan? Yeah, sure. Is this about chims? Yeah, this is a chim question. At ChimCon, mm-hmm. how much do they have to pay to get Dick Van Dyke to come? <laughs> oh, boy, yeah. <laughs> or or do they cheap out and bring in Lin-Manuel Miranda? <laughs> right. The, uh, the other... The 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 person who replaced him as Mary Poppins's chimney sweep. I would say. I mean, look in show business, Lynn is probably still more in demand than the great and than the great Dick Van Dyke. Right. I almost said the great Andy Van Slyke, former Pirate center fielder. <laughs> uh, the great Dick Different Van Dyke. Look, there's nothing. You know, Lynn's doing great. I'm just saying that in this context, you want to get this ninety-something-year-old man to come to your con. You're going to have to pay up. Yeah, he yeah and you've money. got and you, you got lots of time to get Lin Manuel. Believe me, he's going nowhere. <laughs> no, this guy's, uh, no, this guy's healthy. Nowhere. No, he's healthy. He he um he doesn't want to let go. Let's just put it that way. Um and Dick no. Van Dyke is we have so little time left. Right. Um, so you th- what you're saying is money. that give him the money. Give, give him, him the, money. the money. Because yeah. because Dick Van Dyke is is ready for the sweet release of death. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? I think so. Lynn, Lynn is still is not ready to shuffle off this mortal coil. No. Here, here's what I no, think we, they do. Dick Tank Dyke's 95, right? 95. Yeah, so right around there. Yeah. yeah. Same age as my father. Here's what I think they do. Uh, if you really want to blow some minds at Jim Con, Dick Van Dyke comes out, right? Everybody goes nuts. Oh, it's Bert. You know, it's Bert from Mary Poppins. He's, right. you know, maybe he does a little jump or something like that. Mm-hmm. Portal opens up. Mm-hmm. Out comes Lin Manuel. Mm-hmm. Crisis on Infinite Chims. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love this. into the into the Chimiverse. You got to have the multiverse crossover these days. 
Yeah. I think I this like is, that. I think there's a lot of potential in this. It's like Andrew Garfield meeting Tobey Maguire. I also like that the idea of a chimney mechanic suggests some kind of robot chimney. I don't know <laughs> what the machinery, obviously there's a flu. Right. But leaving aside the flu, what other mechanics are happening that require repair and maintenance? Well, is is the flu um, the little flap that lets the air in, uh, in and out? Oh, yeah. Flap. Flu's number one, number one flap, I would say. Yeah, bird flap is number one because <laughs> it makes them fly. Is the flu at the bottom or the top of the chimney? That's going to be at the bottom of the chimney, I think. Jesse, we're getting to the end of the show. We don't have time to rank our flaps. (laughs) What about the flap on a union suit? The butt flap on a union suit. That's one of the top flaps. You're going to the bathroom and you're wearing underpants in 1925. If we wanted to rank our flaps, we should have started at the top top of the show. (laughs) Airplane wing flap. That's a good flap. Okay. Yes. These are all great flaps. (laughs) Scott, you have a top flap. <laughs> oh, you know, you already said, yeah. What'd you call it? Union union suit? A union suit flap. It's like a one yeah. piece underwear, right? That's what you call it. Yeah, exactly. Suit? Oh, yeah. That's to me. That's that's lingerie. Uh, that's the sexiest thing a man can wear. Is those are those underwear? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's it for me. For I me, we all. That's a classic classic Canadian. <laughs> oh, it's absolutely honestly. If you come at me, it doesn't matter what you look like. We're, we're I'm going crazy. Right. It's and they have to red if they're red, I'm out of my mind. Yeah. <laughs> they gotta yeah. be red. That's the dream. Red. Jordan, where would you put can I ask you this? Yeah. We've already identified a few really premium flaps. Where would you put a flap jack? Ooh, I would put it right below flap meat. A nice okay, kind of like thin, a flap steak. A nice thin piece of steak. Cooks up real Ooh. quick if you need to have a quick that's what great about, for making a ranchero or sure. making a sada. Yeah. Are there any are there any famous flap characters? Isn't there? Isn't Flap the name of like a a, a pilot in some war movie? Flap. You'd think so. Oh, yeah. I mean, right. Flap. Here comes there's Flap. Be a flap we're, Jackson. we're safe now. Yeah. Flap, flap Jackson's here. We're safe. I'm sure there's a Flap Jackson. <laughs> I believe Flip is Little Nemo's creepy friend. Okay. Flap. His creepy cigar cigar friend. Was there not a flap? There wasn't there a flap in um, was, was Amelia Earhart's co-pilot flap? Wasn't she flying with the flap? And, I believe her co-pilot was named Flap. Yes, <laughs> I think it was. And then it's funny he doesn't. He never got any blame for it for what went no. wrong. So you know, I've, I've googled sexism. It's unbelievable. <laughs> the guy crashed and still blames it on Amelia Earhart. <laughs> Fucking um, flap. <laughs> this asshole. I've googled flap. flap. I've googled Flap Jackson, and here's what I got. A, a Twitter account with uh, 190 followers. Flap Jackson. It's the new Twitter profile for the Flap Jackson in the morning show. Tune in to hashtag the big frog every morning from <laughs> 6 to 9 in the morning. Unaffiliated with MRA. Dude, do you think... Can I ask you a question? Hmm. First of all, I'm glad we don't want anybody who's affiliated with MRA on Jordan Jesse Go. So <laughs> what, is that something really evil and I just don't know what it is? men's rights activism oh probably anyway (laughs) that's the only mra that that i'm familiar with Mm -hmm. but uh what what i'm thinking is given some of our recent bookings i think we might be able to book this flap on the show 
if it was pre in a pre Fritz Coleman world, right? I wouldn't have no guessed dice. that we would have the juice to book the big frog. Mm-hmm. That was hashtag the big frog. Hashtag the big frog. Yeah, I think that's. I wouldn't have thought we'd have been, had the juice. We would have had to settle for comedy legends like Scott Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the big frog? I don't really know. I think it's the radio station that Flap Jackson is on. It's not that Peppy the Frog symbol. Is that what you're not? Is that what, what is that? Is you know, I, I, I may have unwittingly just uh, waded into the website of a <laughs> some sort of alt right morning show. <laughs> it sounds there, like it. There's a Nintendo game called Flap Legends. Well, Most of this, when you Google Flap, you mostly get flap surgeries. Oh, what are they? Uh, it's like slapping something on top of something else. You got your, of course, left hand reconstruction with pedicle flap. You got your skin flaps. You got your paramedian forehead flap. Of course. Um, you got tap flap. That's uh, thoracodorsal artery perforator flap. Yep. And then you have uh, the original flap happy, which I believe is a type of hat. Listen, we could we could list flaps all day. <laughs> we are we are we we have been we, we, we have, have been. now been listing flaps for twenty four hours. Scott, if we don't list flaps, a, we have to a, do comedy. Yeah, I know. Uh, why don't we? Hey, got you know? Sorry, I'm no flap. That <laughs> kind of sounds like no fap. Anyway. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah. No flap. It's no flap November. Yeah, there you go. That's better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <sighs> hey, why don't we do this? Let's take a little break. Matt, try and book us as many um, as many wanna, alt-right wanna, morning show guys as possible. You want to do a show of flappers? Hey, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Matt, been, local jokes get you local work. <laughs> That's right. Got that local heat. Yeah. We're Burbank celebrities now. Mm-hmm. God, let's move our whole operation to Burbank. I mean, I'm talking about our audience. Right. Our influence. So we're doing our... a year in Baltimore and a year in Burbank. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's the plan. B to B. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. All right. I'm going to go on Zillow. I'm going to look for us a recording space in Baltimore. Yeah. We'll come back for a little bit more. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. La, 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 la. If you need a laugh and you're on the go, try S-T-O-P-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I. Ah. Hmm. Were you trying to put the name of the podcast there? Yeah, I'm trying to spell it, but it's tricky. Let me give it a try. Okay. If you need a laugh and you're on the go, call S-T-O-P-P-P-A-D. Ah, it'll never fit. No, it will. Let me try. If you need a laugh and you're on the go, try S-T-O-P-P-P-D-C-O-O. Ah, we are so close. Stop podcasting yourself. A podcast from MaximumFun.org. If you need a laugh. And you're on the go. Hey, this is Andrew Reich, the host of Dead Pilot Society, the show that takes comedy pilots that were sold and developed at networks and streamers but never produced and gives them the table reads they never got a chance to have. If you've never checked out Dead Pilot Society, this month's episode might be the place to start. The cast is incredible, headlined by the one and only Zoe Deschanel, and also featuring Paget Brewster, Michaela Watkins, Hamish Linklater, Asif Ali, and Maximum Fund's very own Hal Lublin. So go to MaximumFun.org or your favorite podcatcher and check out this incredible cast on the latest episode of Dead Pilot Society. La, 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 la. 
It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And I am Scott Thompson, the slutty ant upstairs. Now, a lot of people in our audience are probably have spent the last few minutes being like, mud flap, mud flap, mud flap, yeah, right. mud flap. But what I think they should be yelling at us is Hong Kong Music Festival clock and flap. Oh, what? This whole time they should have been a lot of, a lot of flaps yelling there. clock and flap at us. What's a clock and flop? Well, you got, well, Pulp headlined <laughs> clock and, Pulp and De La Soul headlined clock and flap. Oh. That's oh. not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah, it sounds like a fun, sounds like a fun lineup. And it- something called Omnipotent Youth Society. Ooh. And this is in Hong Kong, you said? This is in Hong Kong. Wow. Is it over? Can we still get tickets? In a Hong Kong, in a Hong Kong boy band called NYPD. <laughs> Looks pretty that good. Makes no sense. I different, like that. different connotation over there. Mm-mm. Yeah, we got got to get these clock and flap. Tickets. Uh, listen, if you can't make it to clock and flap this year, um, uh-huh. maybe you can go see Scott Thompson's live one man show <laughs> wow. as as Buddy Cole, right? Yeah, as Buddy Cole. Yeah, uh, that's great. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. dare do this show as me. Only Buddy could <laughs> handle this show. I this I thought this is something I can't handle. I I gave it to him. Uh, Buddy Cole is so funny. Um, I think one of my favorite comedy sketches of all time is probably Buddy Cole <laughs> complaining about all the, when the dinosaurs got into the gay bar. Oh, that's nice that you mentioned that one. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> uh, it's so silly. Get, just, uh, just pure to indulge some fanboying. Where, where yeah. did that idea come from? I love well, that sketch. That that monologue, dinosaurs, literally came out of the blue. I just started doing it, and it was written in like two minutes. Like that, just some things just are given to you. I I almost didn't rewrite it. It just literally, I just started doing it, and and then I said, I someone said, Mark might have gone. You should write that down. That's insane. And then I did, <laughs> and uh, it's like it's the shortest monologue of all. It's only like three minutes, two and a half minutes. It's like a, a really short punk song, and um, it really seems to make no sense, and yet it's it makes tons of sense when you. But it, there's nothing that I say that's real. But it's um it's what something I'm most I'm I'm incredibly proud of even though I have no idea where it came from. How really do you work no out Buddy Cole material? Like, do you bring ten minutes of Buddy Cole to a comedy show? Uh, yes, I usually like a hundred minutes. It's I I start off with a very very flabby show, and then I just keep working it and working it working it and to get it down to you know, um, a very lean uh, show. I, I work it very stealthily. I work this show very stealthily because, um, I, you know, in, in the climate of today in comedy, it's very easy to get into trouble. And so and, and the material is it's kind of like I'm really it's a lot of, I guess, dangerous material, whatever, in today's comedy landscape. So I did it very quietly. I would just go to clubs and and I would go in character and I would do 10 minutes, 20 minutes. I would go to, you know, open mics and work it out. But I never did anything like I never did anything where I was really people could pay too much attention to me because I thought I want to be able to develop this show 
so that when I've got it ready, I can put it on its feet and take it on the road, which is where it is right now. Um, but yeah, I usually develop in character on stage. Um, sometimes I'll, sometimes when I'm not in a mode, a buddy mode, I do it as myself, but this stuff is, this is, this is all for buddy. Do you find that like there is now a portion of your brain after, uh, whatever it is now, 30 years of Buddy Cole, 35 years of Buddy Cole, uh, where you notice something with your Scott brain and then you just immediately can sort of pull it apart and put it into your Buddy Cole brain? Yes, yes. Uh, you mean, does it happen very naturally? Yeah, like, do you do you just, like, is there just, like, a little corner of your head yes. where... It's not Scott. It's the Buddy Cole Scott. Yes. Yes, that's true. There are things that I I, I, I handle, and then there's things that Buddy Cole um, handles. And, um, yeah. Like, I mean, the, the series um, that, you know, the Kid in the Hall reboot, I, I wanted to put a lot of this show into the show, but they wouldn't allow it. And that's really what has led to this one-person show, because Amazon was very, um, I'm just going to say, challenging. Okay. And the censorship was quite challenging. And um, everything that I presented as for Buddy Cole was unacceptable. So I think I probably submitted six monologues that were unacceptable. And so I went, well, if I can't put Buddy on television, um, then you, I will put him on stage. Because the thing is, there's no one can stop me on stage. <laughs> uh, you, the, the gatekeepers can stop me from getting, you know, on on the air, but they can't stop me from clambering on stage. No, not and, with your Krav Maga. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So basically, this show, and, and I have to thank Amazon in a weird way for having for being so heavy-handed, um, because it inspired me to create a brand new show and take it out in the road. How how many places are you headed to? A lot. Um, I don't know. It's two months, January and February. I would say maybe 20. Maybe it's a lot 20. of places. Yeah. And hopefully my dream is that it starts to take off as I go along and they add dates. So I think it's it's selling quite well already. Um, I'm, I'm thrilled by the show. It's exciting to have something like this. And, um, you know, I don't have to worry about it. Like I, I have to, I, I'm sitting on something I think really cool. And I just can't wait to reveal it. You know, I just can't wait to let the people see what I've been up to, what Buddy thinks about the world today. Because it's, we really weren't, I wasn't really allowed to weigh in um, on our series as Buddy about the world. And so this is why I'm doing this now. You appear to be in the uh, graphics here, uh, having a martini while Rome is burning. <laughs> that's actually uh, not Rome. What that is, he's 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 in armor, right? And he's having a martini. He is and, in armor. And, Didn't notice yeah, that. He's in armor. He's in, he's in armor. He's gone to war. It's and what's behind him is the Tower of Babel collapsing. Ah, thank you. Yes, <laughs> got it. Yes, so that's what that is. It's kind of the, the entire show is kind of um, a dissection of identity politics. Um, so yeah, and that's what that is representing the Tower of Babel. Well, uh, buddy, buddy Cole is at war and he's trying to bring it down. <laughs> if folks want to come out to these shows, uh, doesn't sound funny, does it? But it is. There, 
I bet it is. It's, I yeah, believe it's, it's it is. Hilarious. Come on. Uh, kidsinthehall.ca is the Kids in the Hall website where there are all the dates here. Um, and Scott, what a joy, what a joy and a pleasure to get to see you. And thank you for staying up late for us and, uh, coming on Jordan, Jesse go. Well, thank you very much. I enjoyed this. It's, uh, it's not what I expected. It was, it was fun. I didn't think oh, it was okay. so much fun. Yeah. No, thank you, Scott. I think, uh, no, it was silly and fun to, to, to all of us here on the zoom, uh, to me and Jesse and, and producer Matt, you're, 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 you're just a hero. You're, um, totally. you're, you're one of the funniest ever. And, uh, yeah, can't wait to see the show. Oh my God. And thank you for coming on. Yeah. What, a, what, a, it's Thanks. a thrill for us. Thanks guys. I think you'll enjoy the show. Our theme music on Jordan Jesse Go is Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and their label Light in the Attic Records. Our producer is Matt Lieb, producer emeritus Brian Sunny D. Fernandez. You can find us on Reddit at MaximumFun.reddit.com. You can also find us uh, on Instagram at Jordan David Morris at put.this.on for me. Uh, and if you're posting about us on social media, hashtag it JJGo. By the way, I... St- I have a few of our bumper stickers that say, keep honking. Mm -hmm. I'm listening to Max Fun's long-running nonsense podcast, Jordan, Jesse, Go. I have like probably 20 left, 30 left. So here's the rules. You send us a self-addressed stamped envelope and $5 cash to... Jordan Jesse Go sticker offer 2404 Wilshire Boulevard number 9A Los Angeles California 90057 your $5 cash goes directly to charity uh we're supporting Al Otro Lalo for uh for migrants on both sides of the US Mexican border and if you do, if you put in more than 5 bucks I'll match whatever you put in past 5 bucks we're we're up in. The, I'm not going to reveal the number that we're at right now, guys, until we're out of bumper stickers. But we're getting up there. Let me just say that we're getting up there. Get a stick. Uh, it makes it makes a beautiful holiday gift. One of the greatest holiday gifts of all time. You will definitely not get it in time for the holidays. No, you won't. But uh, save it for the, the holiday. For save it for holiday holidays. for Christmas 2024. It's the mm-hmm. perfect time to bust that's, this thing out. That's when that sticker's really going to kill. Okay. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. I'll hug you and kiss you and love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Maximum Fun. A worker owned network of artist owned shows. Supported directly by you.